Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode. In this final podcast of 2022, we are interviewing the author of the new Young Readers book, What is the Story of the Transformers, Brandon T. Snyder. In addition to talking about the new book, we also go into his other books he's done, working in licensed properties, and lots more. Thanks for listening to Transmissions this year. We hope you have a safe and happy new year. Welcome to Alt Mode. I'm Jeremy, and with me, I'd like to welcome actor and author of the new Young Readers book, What is the Story of Transformers, Brandon T. Snyder. Uh, Hello. Hi, thank you. Uh, And he's also written the best-selling Dark Knight Manual, a number of other books featuring DC and Marvel superheroes, and I was surprised to see a bunch of Mad Lib books, including one recently about Richard Simmons. Yes. Um. But he's also in the Transformers world, written uh, some Rescue Bot books and the Creo Transformers character encyclopedia. Uh, That's so, right. yes, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having me. So, um, just to start off, getting a little background, I mean, I saw you're an actor and a writer. Um, so, how, like, where would you say your passions are? Are they kind of split evenly, or I mean, you you have a ton of books. From what I've seen, well, I do. I do feel yeah. like they're split evenly. So I, I have a. Uh, I moved to New York to be an actor. I have a degree in theater. Um, as you may know, acting is not one of those jobs <laughs> you just get out of college. Right. Um, so uh, when I moved to New York, like I, I took improv and I and and sketch comedy, and and from that grew my writing. And I think when I was doing sketch comedy, it was the first time that I really started going through and like. I was starting to become less precious about my writing and, you know, because you're just like creating, creating, creating and tossing things out. And so that went from, uh, I went from sketch writing to one act playwriting. And I did a show with a friend of mine um, named Carrie Karanen, who is a voiceover artist. And she and I did one of the sketches or one of the short plays that we wrote was about superheroes, a friend of a friend saw it pass my name to an editor at Meredith Publishing, and I started uh, working on sound storybooks, uh, Fantastic Four, Batman, Spider-Man. And then it sort of went, so writing became, um, you know, it was really like an outlet. I wasn't being creatively fed as an actor as much as I needed to, so then writing became this other thing. And, you know, I've been able to do both. Um, I I am going on my 11th year as uh, a freelance creative um uh it's not easy but as i like when i talk to kids i'm like you know every whenever i talk to like high schools even elementary schools excuse me everybody wants to know how much money i make and i'm like well i don't make a ton of money but i'm happy and i'm doing what i like so not everybody can say that so yeah yeah and um i get to write a lot of characters yeah and i get to write characters that i've i'm fond of and that i've grown up with um so yeah it's it's a good deal yeah so um I guess you basically started with children's books or kind of like when you found fell into the publishing or. Yeah. Uh, it's always been, it's always been uh kids books. I also am a playwright and I've written short okay. plays. Um, uh, I'm a, a member of a theater company called the collective. I say I'm a member as we're, as if we're still currently operating, but I think that COVID did a number on right. a lot of theater companies. And so, yeah, unfortunately I don't know that we'll be returning to that, but my work there is very different. It's adult. Um, you know, um, but I like writing for kids and I like being able to take complex things and put them in a framework that is easily understandable. Awesome. 
and I saw like, you know, so many of your books are like either DC or Marvel superheroes. And you know, you had that Dark Knight book that yeah. was a bestseller. Um, were you a big comic reader growing up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Dark Knight manual was like my keys to resist. Like that was that was, you know, that's going on 10 years now um, when that came out. I mean, that was like the first time that I like I got to travel to Warner Brothers in L.A. and I got to sit in, I, you know, Christopher Nolan's office. He wasn't there. He was making the movie. Um, and you can tell that he's never in that office. It's just like a show office. It's just right. got like awards. And then like, it's like a set. There's just, there's nothing, it's, there's no cords and there's no computer. It's where he um, sits for being for an interview. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's where he fires and hires people. But uh, like, but seeing all that stuff and just being a part of something that is, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the Dark Knight movies, the Christopher Nolan movies were so amazing and being a part of that was really cool. And to have this, this like coffee table book that has all these pullouts, like, I have to say, and and when I meet people at cons and things now, um, there are people that don't put it together that I'm the guy that wrote that, and so they'll come up and see it on my you know on my table, and they're like, oh my god, that's my favorite book. Like, so that's very meaningful to me. And to write yeah. stuff, you know, to write comic book characters that I've read for many years—I mean, since I was a kid—is is very special. Awesome. Um, and I guess uh, kind of getting into the Transformers, like. The rescue bots that, that was a, a kind of a surprise series for a lot of us adult fans because uh like i've always described it as a series that was better than it had any right to be mm. um because it, it was something that like young kids would enjoy but then there was also a level where the, the parents also enjoyed it it wasn't just something that they were watching with their kids they were actually enjoying it yeah. so um did you find it that way as well and like were, were your books like adaptations or are they just new stories in that universe? So my books were adaptations. Um, they were sort of like, you know, one of the things about doing the kind of writing that I do in licensed publishing is that um, sometimes uh, you develop a reputation as somebody who can turn something around real quick. And then mm -hmm. it sort of dooms you because people are like, hi, can you do this? Hi, I need this next week. Hi. And there was a period of time where I was like really like, cranking stuff out and so i remember one of my editors came to me and was like i got a couple uh rescue bots and i was like yeah let's do them and i think i wrote one of them like on the on a bus to boston you know it was just like but i really but i thought the rescue bots were fun i thought it was a cool like gateway sort of thing um mm -hmm. you know because the transformers have popped in and out of the culture over the years and they're not always for you know a younger age group i mean like i I think a generation one cartoon is for a younger age group, but you know, I can understand why if you're, you, you want to put something in front of your four year old that you're going to gravitate towards rescue bots. Cause it's right. simple and it's fun and it's, you know, it has some goofy humor and stuff. Um, yeah. So I like that, that that was created with little kids in mind. And I think that that's, you know, that's how the love is where you get turned on by, you know, Autobots and Decepticon, you know, you get turned on by the transformers world. And then it, as you grow, you're like, oh, and then you eventually learn to love it. Yeah. Well, were, were you given, I guess, since these were adaptations, were you given scripts and yes, like given scripts and param you know, there's parameters for the for the format. Right. So this the eight by eight format is very simple. You know, you're there's yeah. no there's no room for development. It's it's right. you know, okay. I think you get like a sentence a page maybe. Right. Um. And then, like, how'd the Creo book come about? That 
you know, Creo is, is like, uh, you know, it, it's gone now. Yes. But for a while there, RIP Creo. you know, Hasbro was really trying to to take on Lego and they decided I mean, I don't, it, it's better to partner with Lego like with Optimus Prime. I have right. I mean, I don't blame them for trying, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it's a juggernaut to go up against Lego, of course. Um, I, I thought the Creo, the Creo Transformers book was really fun to write. I love that it came with the figure. Mm-hmm. Like that was really special to me. I mean, I, and, and we can talk about nostalgia at some point, but like nostalgia is this, you know, this juggernaut that is in every aspect of our society, whether it is popular culture or politics or religion or all of these things. And so for me, there is definitely, um, a, you know, nostalgia plays a role in my work and in the things that I like. So sometimes when I am writing certain things and, you know, I look at things as they are on the shelf. So something like a Creo Transformers book, so you have this book that's, and then you comes with the thing and it comes with the, you know, like I would have been begging my father to buy that. Um, and so it's nice to have my name on something like that um yeah. it's fun and and it's it is it's lighter it's you know it's accessible for a younger audience um and then they put the they put these great um uh, you know like cartoon uh comic strips in them that they had done uh uh online yeah um i remember they, you know, they did a lot of like stop motion animation yes. with creo and they, they had a lot of fun with it so yeah i did get like weird email you know Whenever I write a guidebook of some kind, um, people don't understand sometimes that there are things that go on behind the scenes where that are outside of my control. Um, and so I, I remember one time somebody I would I was getting weird mail from or emails from people who had deep questions about the Creo Transformers book. Um, they felt that there were certain things that information wise that were not correct based on what they knew somewhere else. Um, and I, I don't remember what the outcome was, but it was like some, every once in a while, there's something that people will get very hung up on. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Well, um, and, uh, you're probably going to get that again with the, the new book. I'm sure just, I will. Just, just warning you. I'm sure um, I will. Uh, so let's, uh, let's move on to this new book. Uh, I mean, how yeah. did, what is the story of Transformers come about? So Penguin um, has a series called Who Is, which is a New York Times bestselling series that features uh, people, notable people throughout history. Mm-hmm. So anyone from like George Washington to Harriet Tubman to Michael Jordan, you know, it's like all kinds of, you know, across the spectrum. And so then they did the spinoff, spinoff, What is the Story of, which is taking fictional characters in fictional worlds. Um, and I've done a lot of work for Penguin and they approached me about it. Um, and I jumped at the chance, of course, because it's a great series. Um, but it's also very specific and they have a very specific format. Um, and they have a very specific voice that you have to follow. Um, so it, there isn't a lot of room for, you know, uh, personality or embellishments outside of, uh, you know, the the format that they're looking for uh, the voice that they're looking for yeah so is the like like the number of chapters set or um i think the chapters are it's a little bit uh it's not definitely set but it you know you have to look at what you're writing about and then sort of figure out what the phases are so for me you know obviously the transformers has a very long history there are lots of aspects to it so i had to 
think in terms of how much room do I have to tell the story of the Transformers as a brand and then also um, as this evolving, you know, uh, universe, you know what I mean? Um, and how do I, you know, I knew that there would be things that I wouldn't have room to talk about. Um, and so, so I would put together, I put the, get, put, the, get, bleh, put together an outline. I put, I run it by my editor and then Hasbro obviously is coming in and they're approving certain things. Um, and, you know, looking at, uh, you know, certain aspects and, and saying like, well, we would rather focus on this. We would rather focus on this. And I, I understand that the choices that they made, um, and the things that they wanted to do, um, there just isn't room to discuss, you know, we don't have, we don't have a chapter for the headmasters. It's going to be fine. Right. But also at the same time, as much as this is, you know, as a history that can, is as complete as it can be, there is enough information that if you want to research further, you can go do that. And, you right. know, um, and there is just so much Transformers media that's to, to, to try to capture it all would just be very confusing, especially with like the films, there's continuity. I mean, like when I try to talk to, to people who are not familiar with like comic books about continuity, they're like, what, like what? I don't understand. And I'm like, I, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And this is yeah. because it's for kids and it is an introductory thing. You want it to be as accessible as possible. Right. And, and I found, I found that, uh, I mean, my kid is eight years old and he's really big into the nonfiction books right now. Um, and, you know, just like learning about animals or history things. And this is like, right. You know, when I was like, when I was reading through it, like this is exactly the type of book he's reading. And then I got to the, 86 movie part and I'm like I haven't traumatized him with the 86 movie yet uh, so he'll he'll read it you after have to. I, I know so that's he's, he's gonna watch the movie first and then I'll have him read it but I, I don't want to I, I want my trauma to be his trauma <laughs> right oh my god so, I mean and and that I will say the death of Optimus Prime is one of those things that I mean it really was a, a powerful moment for me as a kid, because I have that soundtrack on my phone. Yeah. And when I saw shuffle, I mean, like the, first of all, I, I could, I could karaoke dare. I could karaoke any of the songs dare to be stupid. I could probably do a, a, a karaoke or a lip sync. That would be pretty flawless. I think. Um, but like, but the, the moments in that movie, like, you know, I still, you know, watching death, the death of Optimus Prime is, is, is a, was I don't know I don't want to say transformative it didn't transform me anything but it was like uh, it surprised me then how much it hit me and even now if I hear that music that don't right I'm like oh god and he turns gray like get out of here like that is yeah. insane I mean it, it was like a moment for us like you know basically like one of the first kind of real deaths that kids of our generation experience. Yeah. And, and and I don't know about you, but I I liked the return of Optimus Prime. I don't know where that falls. I I I was just happy to have him back. You know what I mean? I like it sometimes too when when characters that are from one sort of world come back and there's like new circumstances for them to discover where it's like, you know, he's coming back and he's like, "Oh, who's this? Who's that? Like what's going on?" Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty well received. I mean, Rodham, Hot Rod slash Rodimus 
was really hated for a long time. Basically, yeah. I think the IDW comics uh, made people fall in love with the character because he was not a fan favorite for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, Hasbro just didn't know what they were doing at the time. You know, they didn't well, know what they had. That's the thing that I also, in in researching this book, you know, toy companies make decisions based on finances. And when you're a kid, you don't think about that. I wasn't going like, who are all the, you know, so there were times when, you know, there I would be like, okay, like, I like Cyclona. You know, I, I there were characters that I liked. I didn't necessarily know the backstory or care, you know, buying them before I saw them in animation. Um, and then, of course, you know, there were things that you make up your own context for. Like when I mm-hmm. bought Ultra Magnus and you're like, this is Optimus Prime, but wait. I was like, maybe he's Prime's brother. And then yeah. what happened? Yeah. And then, then Dreamway was, was like, maybe he's Prime's brother. <laughs> yeah. It made sense. Yeah. It just makes sense. Well, so, I mean, um, you talked a little bit about what, like, you, like, what went into like what was included and what had to be left out. Uh, I, I was surprised to see a lot of the recent crossover comics, like the back to the future, my little pony. You know, yeah. Th- those made the cut, but thing things like animated and prime, which are our pretty popular series. They, they didn't, but yeah, I'm guessing I, they came out around the same time as the movies. And, yeah. And I mean, they're, and they're also too, you know, I, unfortunately there were some things that, you know, didn't get, I think for me, like uh, the, the inclusion of the crossover things was like a fun bit of synergy. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got uh, other recognizable brands that are related. So that was kind of a, a thing because also one of the things that Transformers does is retell the history all the time. Right. And so there's all these yeah. tweaks. So if I was really covering every single iteration of Transformers, it would be like, you know, just a little bit different every time. Yeah. And because, you know, you know, the art in this by Ted Hammond is great, but, you know, visually, like, what are, what are, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? Um, so, yeah. So some things did get, unfortunately, left on the cutting room floor. But again, I think that, that one of the nice things is if you read this book, you can also go into other places and discover sort of the, secret, right. the those sort of secret histories. Yeah. I mean, just, just wait till like the, the 10 year old that reads this looks online and finds the TF wiki. Oh and... my God. My best <laughs> yeah. friend in this process, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I referenced a couple of different things like hardcover thing and reading some of the comic books and then, you know, just my own knowledge of, of things. But, uh, Sometimes if I needed a go-to, and th- there's a bibliography, but sometimes if I just needed a go-to, like, confirmation on something, I that, that TF Wiki was, like, invaluable. Yeah. Um, and um, you mentioned the artist, Ted Hammond. Did you work with him before, or did Penguin put you two together? He is, he does this stuff for Penguin. So, yeah, he, oh. he's so he, kind of, like, He does the, this series? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And that, yeah, and so art was art was sorted out after my. So I didn't really have a hand in the art. What they do is they sort of look through the manuscript and figure out what the what you know what the best things will be for visuals. Yeah. Um, and then they do that sort of without me. 
But yeah, I mean, but looking at it, I was like, I think he was able to do great stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was interesting seeing like recognizable pictures like Peter Cullen holding the Optimus Prime mask. Uh, right. And, you know, the interpretation and then like the different comic covers. Like he just, I know. you know, did his sketches of, of those comic covers. That was kind of. Um, and and, and uh, with the series too, they, you know, I, I feel very lucky that I got to write this because it's not something that everybody can write, you know. They're not out there hiring lots of different people for this, and especially with you know with art as well. So, so to be able to do this and have this experience, it was is very special. And obviously, Ted is great. There, I, I don't know how he finds the time to do what he does, but yeah, I hope they pay him well. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and then, like with the comics that you included, I, I was surprised that, like specifically, the IDW comics got so much uh, time in the book, uh, and that. A lot of people don't associate Transformers with the comics, like in the general, the general population. Like Transformers fans are generally fans of everything, and and that you know, the comics in the '80s were such a big thing. But mm-hmm. the last twenty or so years with IDW, it has just been, you know, some some of the best fiction Transformers has had, and it it was really nice to see, you know that reflected in the book so yeah had you, had you read any of the comics before this or? um i had dipped my toe in a little bit you know my comic pull list gets uh sort of less and less every year even though i'm like i have i'm writing something for dc for lazarus planet that comes out like but i but oh. i just don't have time to read as many comics as i want so i tend to purchase more than i read um but i you know what IDW did with the Transformers license, which is also sad now because, you know, do we know where they're going? No, I mean, the speculation is Skybound, uh, Robert Kirkman's uh, image label, but there's been nothing. I figure, uh, I think the last book came out this week and, you know, so December is the end of the license. Ah, I I mean, probably January, February, I'm hoping. Because so I wrote this book. I mean, the last so this book I turned in a year over a year ago. Um, I think it was in August of 2021. And because it just t- takes so much time with approvals, you know, when you're dealing with large companies and the chain of command and all of those things. Um, and so this was, you know, way before not way, but before they had announced that separation. Um, and I thought that was yeah, it was it was sad because I mean, really you know, they really staked out a home at IDW in a way that yeah. they had where it felt very comfortable and they were able to, uh, able to pump out so much in the way of development. And I worry too, similarly to like what happened with Star Wars that, you know, what happens to those stories? Do they get put into their own something so that a new universe can be, I who knows? Yeah, I, I'm willing to bet there it's going to be a, a reboot of, you know, starting from scratch. But I, I hope that we're able to still get reprints, you know. Right? Yeah. IDW won't be able to do it, but they were able to do some of the Marvel stuff. That's right. So I'm hoping that can carry on, on to the new people because yeah. Last Stand of the Wreckers is something that perennially just sells. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great story. Um. So uh, going back to your research on this, like you said, you 
you know, you use other sources, TF Wiki uh, as well. But uh, did Hasbro provide anything other than just the approvals? Like, did they provide um, any research information? Not really. One thing that we were trying to find was um, information on Hideaki, like his birthday. Mm-hmm. I could not find that anywhere. Um, and I I don't know that Hasbro could get that information either because you because what they do with all of the so you'll see with with any of the um, the in the things about like so like with Peter Cullen it has like his birth year and then a dash and then obviously he's still alive so but like we couldn't find any information on when he was oh. he was uh, born and I thought that was kind of interesting if maybe he's gone online and he's like. I don't want anyone to know my age. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Hasbro didn't necessarily provide, um, you know, they were more of a confirmation. And, and, but they also, you know, read this manuscript a million times and were able to say, this is actually not, you know, exactly right. Or this is a preferred XYZ or, you know, they were very specific and, you know, about what they wanted in certain things. Cause mm-hmm. even, you know, um, little, little things like, uh, capitalization of certain, you know, energon, you know, whatever it is, they're they they have style guides. They have people that are so well versed in these worlds that they they just go and they go, just okay, make sure this and this, make sure it's this, and it's great. Actually, I, I value oh. those people because they know every single thing. And you know, when I'm writing and when I'm in the process, like things slip my mind. Um, I'm just, I'm absorbing so much information that it helps. It's great to have somebody that can come in and, and tweak things that need to be tweaked. So if fans do have issues with the way things are, are spelled or capitalized and stuff, they can take that to Hasbro, not to you. Don't take it anywhere, <laughs> but into your journal. Okay. Uh, they, they can take it to whatever Twitter has become. <laughs> yeah. Just don't tag me in that. Right. Thank you. Okay. Um, And then, I guess my my last question on this is: Are are you doing any other books in the series? Well, I have written other books uh, in this series. I don't know that they will ever see the light of day um, for reasons outside of my control. You know, sometimes large multimedia companies um, they do what they want. And I, I had one book that was canceled that would have been, I think, a, a bestseller easily. Um, but the company that owns that character decided not to do it. Um, and it was really sad. And, and you know, people don't give explanations. Um, and then there was another one that I wrote uh, featuring another, a character that was also owned by that company, but in a different universe. Um, and that one, I think, has more of a chance of coming out. I just have no idea when. Just, um, that, that's but, just when you're dealing with licensed properties and stuff. You're just, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, this is really, this is like, the yeah, this is the third of these books that I've written, the first to come out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. it's it's And it's heartbreaking. It's not, it's not the first time that I've had projects that have been canceled for reasons completely outside of my control. Um, but especially with the first thing that I was talking about, I did a lot of research um, and this character who's in a movie right now, that's, I could be, I believe number one in the nation. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think sometimes, yeah. 
com- companies just make decisions um, mm-hmm. because somebody somewhere is like, yeah, we're just going to not do that anymore. And, and um, yeah, creative heartbreak, just, part yeah. of the process. I mean, it's similar to what you were saying about acting. It's yeah. Know, I mean, so many I also, things are out of your control. Yeah, and 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 look, I I don't love uh, I don't love the control that these mega media corporations have in so many ways. Um, and sometimes people are like, why would you write? I write for these places, but I have to make money. And I, 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 you know, if I want to write, I'm going to have to write for one of these companies. Um, it doesn't, you know, I, I can't just, I, I, I don't have enough original material in the world for me to sustain a living. So, yeah. Um, and I also love these characters. So, you know, you yeah. take the risk. Well, I saw um, on Amazon when I was looking up all your books, you have uh, a series, is it Peter Powers? or Yes, Peter Powers. Um, is that an original character? Peter Powers or? actually is owned by Little Brown. My editor um, came up with the concept of Peter Powers, Rex Ogle, okay. um, and he came to me to write it. And so, uh, yeah, unf- he came up with it, but it is owned by Little Brown. And that that series was one of my favorites. Um, they ended up not publishing the last two books. Oh, I get messages about Peter Powers. And this, for some reason this year, I've gotten messages maybe like once a week from parents saying, I cannot find these two final books. My child loves this series. And I'm like, unfortunately, I can't help you. Um, that, that, that's, yeah, you get kids and when they decide they're going to read something, you're just, so you're like, okay. You know, if you're happy about reading, we're going to yeah. keep shoveling the, the books you like. In front and of that you. has been Peter Powers. Yeah. Um, but I also, yeah, and I'm working on a series now called Rube Goldberg and His Amazing Machines, which is a lot of fun. And we have three books um, and they're all coming out um, and we'll see where it goes from there. But yeah, I, I, I get sad about that stuff, but it is part yeah. of it. Well, I, well, you you also said you were working on something for DC for Lazarus Lazarus Planet. So yes. that's in the comics. So yes, um, yes. This is I, my I first... imagine you you can't talk much about that because that's well. I can say I can tell you what's been solicited. So okay. Um, this is my actual. For I've written DC Comics characters in in different mediums. I wrote Justice League books, um, Wonder Woman books, uh, DC Comics Ultimate Character Guide. But this is the first time that I'm actually writing a story in the DC universe, which is really exciting. Cool. I'm writing a flatline story for Lazarus Planet Next Evolution. Um, so Lazarus Planet is, I don't, again, I'm it, like, I don't know what exactly. It's like the next big event after. Yes. I didn't know. Crisis like the, is done. Right. I didn't know if the concept was revealed yet, but anyway, yeah. but it's uh, so anyway, so there's, they're doing all of these different one shots um, anthologies and, you know, some deal with like established heroes, some deal with magic here. So this is sort of like the up and coming next generation of heroes. I think it's Flatline, um, Red Canary, a character named Vigil, and then uh, Deadeye, I want to say. I'm not it's like a or dead eye or not dead shot. Somebody, something shot or anyway. Um, but I'm excited. Uh, Flatline, who is, uh, has been appearing in Robin that mm-hmm. appeared in the Robin book, uh, as Damien Wayne's like girlfriend. She's, she's really cool. Um, the art is by Laura Braga and 
just today I was doing some tweaks on the script and looking at her art and it's like, it's really great. I'm really excited. And so hopefully um, that'll go well and they'll let me do some more. Awesome. Well, good luck with that. Thank you so um, much. Hey, I, I'm, I'm a big DC fan, so I'm probably oh, yeah? going to pick it up. Yeah. I, I get like all the events and stuff too. Oh, right. I know it's, it's, so. it's very exciting for me to be uh, like, to have my name in, in, in an event thing because I, yeah. the completest in me would have picked up every variant. And so, right. yeah, I don't know awesome. where I'm going to actually pick up a lot of my own variants. So we'll see if I have a place to store them. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I want to finish this up. We do something with everyone we have on uh, a set of rapid fire questions. Oh God. So, oh God. Um, th- these are just uh, kind of first thing that comes to your mind, just to kind of let people get to know you a little bit more outside of, uh, you know, your okay. the topic that you came to be Got interviewed it. about. Cause, so, good, Cause I, for a minute was like, if you're going to ask me transformers trivia, then no. I'm going to need a minute to go through my own book. Yeah. No, no, this is just, First thing that comes to your head. So um, start Autobot or Decepticon? Autobot. Who is your favorite Autobot? I'm going to just say Prime. Is that basic of me? Do people no. do people just it, always say Prime? He's probably the most popular. Yeah. Uh, live action movies uh, for Transformers. One, two, three, four, five, or Bumblebee? What if I said none? No, um, it, that's acceptable. Too. I would say I'll say Bumblebee. Okay. Uh, on the comics, uh, more than meets the eye slash Lost Light, Robots in the Skies slash Optimus Prime, till all are one or Transformers twenty nineteen like that reboot. Hmm. I would say Lost Light. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then uh, third party like unofficial toys, yes or no? Oh. Wow. Like, like uh, knockoffs or are we well, talking like go bots? Well, they're higher quality than knockoffs. But they, they're like unlicensed oh. versions. I would say no. Did you hear that Hasbro? <laughs> I said no. All right. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Uh, chicken or steak? Or vegetarian? Uh, let's say chicken. Okay, uh, Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Right. Burger King or McDonald's? Oh, God. These are the hard questions. <laughs> Burger King. Okay. Uh, history or science? Science. Okay. Uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, or PC gaming? Uh, uh, PlayStation. Okay. A PC or Mac? Mac. Okay. Uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. And then... What is a, a phone app that you cannot live without? Oh, God. Embarrassingly, I would say, like, Twitter. All right. Uh, Marvel or DC? Uh, see. Oh, people go back and forth. I will like, say. Creative, so. Nobody loves it when I answer and say that I like them both equally because they are both different and have something different mm-hmm. to offer. So I will say tonight, DC. Okay. Because of work commitment. Okay, then who is your favorite DC character? Um, historically, I would say Firestorm. Nice. Um, but I do Firestorm. love Lex Luthor. I think Lex Luthor okay. is a great character. I don't think anyone has ever said Firestorm. Really? I, I have a, a pretty good uh, run of the 80s Firestorm book. Yeah, I was like so. a huge fire. I mean, 
Firestorm was like my gateway. I, I was like a huge Super Friends fan. Yeah. And so when Firestorm showed up on the Super Friends, I felt like they were finally being brought into like a new realm. Like Firestorm yeah. and Dark Side, like, oh my God, it like blew my mind. Awesome. Uh, Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger. All right. Uh, Pixar or DreamWorks? Oh, I got it. Is this just like a list of judgments that people will make about me? Um, I'll say Pixar. All right. Uh, is there a guilty pleasure movie that you'll always watch if you're like flipping through the channels and see it's on? <laughs> um, uh, yes. <laughs> it's complicated. That's the name of it? or it, Yes. It stars okay. Alec Baldwin and Meryl okay. Streep. Cool. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Oh, actually, no. Star Trek. Okay. Uh, Simpsons, Family Guy, or Rick and Morty? Simpsons. Okay. And this one is one that we haven't updated these questions in a while. Uh, oh. Walking Dead or Game of Thrones? I've never seen either. Okay. Uh, people, uh, that's another one where people are like, what? And I'm like, I just didn't have time. I'll get to I, it. I'll get to it. Yeah, I've seen one episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I saw, you know what? No. I did like kind of begin to watch Game of Thrones when it came out because I was like, what? and then I was like, ooh, nudity. And then I was like, you know what? I, I didn't have, I just like didn't have time in my schedule for it. And so I was like, I'll right. come back. Uh, NFL, MLB, NHL, UFC, NBA, or Premier League? I don't follow any sports, but historically, okay. when I was a kid, I wanted to be a baseball player for a hot minute. So I'll say okay. MLB. Uh, Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghini, or classic Volkswagen Beetle? I'll go for the Beetle. All right. And then the last question, blonde, brunette, or redhead? Uh, bald. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, that was our rapid fire questions. So uh, thanks again for, for coming on and uh, talking to me about the, the new book. And uh, if people want to buy it, it's, at Amazon, I'm sure Barnes and Noble, pretty much anywhere you can buy books, and yeah. <clears throat> um, also digital. Like I bought the Kindle version, and uh, it, I think it's a good for for kids that are learning, or like the the very early readers that are um, kind of interested in Transformers, or you know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but if, if they are interested in like nonfiction books and learning about what goes on behind the scenes, I think it's a great introduction. And like you said, they can go from there out. Yes. You know, do their own research. So yeah, uh, I was really happy when I, I saw this, you know, pop up. So you know, thanks again. And um, you have anything else uh, you would want to, Promote other than the book. Or, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, just this. Um, I'm the Rube Goldberg and his amazing, amazing machine series that's okay. for middle graders. Um, uh, we just had book two come out, um, and then yeah, next Lazarus Planet, next Evolution number one coming in February. Awesome. Oh, oh and uh, the, oh, uh, and Richard Simmons Mad Libs. Yeah. yeah, I had two. I had two Mad Libs come out this year. Uh, Richard Simmons and Batman, the two American awesome. icons. Um, so yeah, I've got all of your Christmas needs, all of your yeah. holiday needs. Yeah, Richard Simmons would be a great stocking stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, well, thanks again. And, uh, Thank you this for having has me. been 
And this has been Transmissions Alt Mode, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Transmissions.